Welcome to Inspired by Her, the podcast that will give you the inspiration, motivation, and tips for success from some of the top executives, CEOs, and influencers from around the globe. With your host, serial entrepreneur and named one of the most influential Filipina in the world, Kate Hancock. Hi, everyone. This is going to be a fun day. I have here Kalika, and we're just going to be chatting today. I love you, Kate. Oh, I love you too. For <laughs> anyone who do not know you, can you please introduce yourself? Hi everyone, I'm Kalika and I'm, I'm a serial entrepreneur, author of the little brand book and the inventor of the purse hook. I also have, <laughs> yay. Uh, I also have a waxing salon in Honolulu, which Kate has been so instrumental in helping me, uh, you know, get it. Um, back on its feet after I bought it completely, uh, you know, it was a company that I started with my sister-in-law and then she divorced my brother. And so she helped me get it back on track. And now it's off track again because of this pandemic. And I don't know, I just thought we, we could just chat, you know, from as both of us are serial entrepreneurs and like, I just want to know like how you're handling it, how you're pivoting in this crisis, because I learned so much from you, you know, you, you're such an amazing entrepreneur and you're always seems to be like on the cutting edge. Like, even though I'm in marketing, you're always just like, well, have you done this Kalika? Have you done that Kalika? So maybe we can share some tips with your audience and I could interview you rather than you do always all the interviewing. Yes. So this is totally new for me today. So this is going to be fun. Well, I have zero idea what's going to happen for the spa business. I am preparing myself. Huh, I don't know. It's going to take a while. It's making me nervous. It's going to take a while for consumer to spend money for luxury item will be the last um, thing that people would think of unless it's a necessity like people as acne so it's it's so hard to come back after this one it's probably not until next year where people would be comfortable into spending luxury for a spa so that's my gut feeling it's telling me so i'm preparing myself for that scenario but at the same time and i'm pivoting into launching this podcast doing media and so we have a lot of strategy of i which i just learned the last few days about buying facebook groups um a lot of that and so you know you get so much traction so that's going to be my focus because media it's it's not going anywhere and you can yeah that's for sure Mm -hmm. We're always consuming media. So your spa business, it's the OC Facial Care Center. Is that right? Correct. Skin Care Center. Right. But you're still going to be selling products. Like, I still love your Abadi products. I'm going to still continue to buy from you, get my candles from you. (laughs) Yeah. Are you going to keep the e-commerce part of it? Yes, I'm going to keep the e-commerce part of it for sure. Yes. We built a strong um, community through our own brand so we're gonna keep the skincare product yeah forever and what about you know you you also have a business on amazon how do you think the amazon uh business is doing uh just worldwide they're doing well for um you know what the pet 
market, like that business category, it's blowing up right now. The pet? And yes, the pet market. Because like, everyone is so bored at home and they're buying everything for their pet. Really? So, yeah. So surprisingly, I've, I know someone who has a, who's in the uh, pet industry and they're like 5X right now. Pet? Yes. That's so interesting. And, uh, yeah, I know. It's so interesting. I think people when they're at home with their pet, they'll just buy whatever. Aww. They want to entertain their pet. Or maybe oh. make them feel good. Oh, I see. So like upgrading their food, maybe having some more toys, because I guess they're there. They have to play with them. They're realizing how bored their dogs are at home by themselves. Yes. That's interesting. Yeah. And people still buying skincare. People, no matter what happened, people need to take care of their skin. I think that's strong. Um, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of my friends, they're in a different category, like, um, so like home goods, it's, it's, they're affected right now. Home goods? Yeah, I think people are not really buying sheets at this point, but okay. essentials, I mean. Only essentials, yeah. Because I thought that because people were at home, like it makes more sense that people are, you know, buying some frames or, you know, just to make it more, look more interesting. Because like everywhere I see like anthropology or, you know, some type of, you know, random a retailer, they always have like this home edit. Like Sephora oh, has a home yeah. edit. I think they're doing well, but Amazon they're um, shutting them down for now because because they're not essential. So all FBA, oh. so people are still buying probably in a different um, ch- platform, but not in Amazon. I've heard they're going to be opening pretty soon for mm. other um, category. And you had the most beautiful resorts, resorts, <laughs> yeah. multiple resor- resorts in the Philippines. So how do you think that's happening? What, what's happening there? So gorgeous. Thank you. I think it's going to, um, it's probably going to take a while. I'm hoping they can, I mean, right, right now I'm just going to be relying with locals for a while. I think it's probably in the next five months. That's my gut feeling telling me that we can slowly um, accommodate guests. But right now all my staff are staying there. They're getting fed. They We send them um, rice and canned goods every week. So they're taken care of. I You're so good. Are taken care of. So they're actually living at the hotel. A few of them, yes. Wow! Yeah. Oh, they're so lucky. It is so. I mean, it feels like Santorini in Greece. You know, you had the most amazing wedding there. So, how do you think the travel market? You know, we both love to travel. How do you feel about the travel market today? Would you get on a plane in like a month? No, unless I'm going to be in hazmat if it's really necessary for me to go, but I'm probably going to wait for six months. I'm, six months. Yes. I don't feel comfortable myself traveling right now. Yeah. And you're like the eminent traveler. Like you're a world adventurer. You I know? get fancy. I'm very yeah. fancy. I wish I could just go. I, I want to go to Croatia. I have all this plan and now it's just not, it's not going to happen. Oh, oh my goodness. I know last year, you you know, wasn't it last year you went to Europe or was it the year before? Like you went to like seven different countries. It was last year. I actually went to Morocco by myself. Yeah. Those photos were amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I, I like to travel alone or with Dan. I, I do both. You know, what's really crazy about this whole COVID thing. When you first mentioned it to me, I think you were aware of it in December and then you were like, click on 
you know, watching this. And in the back of my mind, I'm just like, okay, good. Kate will watch it. And I'm just going to continue doing work. And it was like, you had this intuition that something bad was going to happen. And it did, you know, like, Oh, Kate's worrying enough for all of us, Yeah, well, I, <laughs> but you were right. Yeah, I was, I, well, my business got affected super early, like in the second week of January where when the first case and majority of my, um, my guests at that time, because February is a Chinese New Year. So 90% of my guests are canceling because of this um, coronavirus. So while I was there, I'm, I'm getting all the news. I'm even communicating with the leader of some leaders in the Philippines. And we've been chatting back and forth any information that we're getting. So I know it's serious. Mm. Yeah, so. This was the Philippines, which is, I guess, closer to Asia. But mm-hmm. were they shut down? They weren't, right? Yeah, they were shut. Yeah. I mean, when when were they, were they shut down in January? That was not until we're slowly locking down the island. I think February fifteenth to the wow. 30th. Yeah. So they didn't allow any tourists that has any history or any layover from Taiwan, Hong Kong, and China. No. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we closed the border and they were checking everyone. And, and I mean, I think I've mentioned to you, uh, one of my manager told me like one of our guests will be removed from the hotel because of their travel history. And this was early on, like February. Yeah. So, so. they basically evacuated, ev- evicted them <laughs> because they were coughing, right? Weren't they sick? No? Yes, we have a few a family that stay that stayed there, mm-hmm. but we really took care of them, and they're really worried. Like, oh my God, where are we gonna move if they're not gonna take care of us or they're gonna treat us differently? But uh, we really took care of them. We have, mm-hmm. I think, five families that's been sick staying there for like a week. Oh. Yes, wow, for a week, wow. wow. Yes. So, and how's your family there? My family's they're doing great. They're doing good. I think they're they're just staying home. The whole island is on a lockdown. So I mean they're in shelter, so no one is allowed. They're actually way more strict there. So one family, only one can go out to buy goods, grocery goods, and then you have to come back. Only and one person. Only one person. One have- designated person. One the des- same person? Correct. Yes. Oh. So they're waiting. That would be my husband. <laughs> <laughs> is, he, is he doing the grocery shopping? Yeah. How yeah. about you? Are you doing Instacart or something? We did that. We did that. And we actually hired a staff that will do our shopping, but sometimes she's not buying the right thing for us. So maybe we should do it ourselves. Oh, okay. So when did you get on lockdown? Like, did you shelter in place before the governor told us to shelter in place? I think that was um, super early. Like, I think the second week of March, we were very cautious. Yeah. 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 I think the last time I saw you was at Daisy's baby shower, right? March 8th. Yeah. Third. Yes. And then she gave birth yesterday. Oh, my God. I didn't know. Here. Oh, I. Forum (laughs) Confidential. (laughs) Oh, my God. There's a cute photo. Just text her. Yeah, I will. I will. Text her. She sent a photo already. Yeah. Yeah. You got to, you got to text her. Yeah. That was the last event before all this. Yeah. That was so fun. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad that we at least had that, you know? Yes. I could see yeah. You. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of people who are pivoting. Like even one of my forum mates is now selling masks. And another one of my friends in EO Hawaii is also selling masks and they're putting logos on their masks and being really creative. Another person in EO Los Angeles, Ken Polanco, he's selling masks. He's got an apparel company. Do you think that, you know, that's something that you want to do or are you just going to stick with media? I'm just going to stick with media for now. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I've learned. I, I'm in that five-day course with Roland Fraser. You have to join his course. Who is it? He's someone that's so genius that I would love for him to mentor me. Everything, his content is off the wall. Like, it's amazing. What's his so, name? He's in my Facebook friend. He's, uh, he, he bought the traffic and conversion. He owns that. I think he owns that. But the content is amazing. So yeah. I've been, I've been um, attending to his class every day for the last five days and it was very intense. So I can't wait to share you more information about it. So it's Fraser. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, I think that this is the perfect time for an entrepreneur to learn. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So how do you stay disciplined to actually learn and not go on Netflix? Well, you're just like that, but what are, what are your tips for people who are like, you know, feeling depressed and, you know, you're, you're making yourself better. You're, you're creating new businesses. What kind of advice would you give to an entrepreneur who's like in a funk? Yeah, I think, um, I think you really have to review your, um, what's really your goal. Um, cause it's hard not to get distracted by all this because everyone is like not feeling really good. So like, you know, everyone's not feeling good. Maybe I have, this is my time for me not to feel good. Well, I, I, I think of this like, oh my God, this is the good time for me to learn a lot without being distracted. So I was focused for like four hours in a day, learning content and my head is about to explode. I was like, I actually work harder now than pre-coronavirus. That's what my friend Lizanne said too. She was just like, she is slammed. Yeah. You're working well, harder. That's why yeah. your fingers are numb. Yes, my fingers are now. Um, well, a lot of too. Um, another thing too. A lot of like big speaker are doing speaking events for free. Why not? Right. Normally, you have to pay. Yeah. To listen to them, and they're just doing everything for free. So uh, I took advantage of that. I think I have a big notes of writing every single thing that I could use in the future. So um, it's nonstop. I think we we. Um, when we get into that habit of doing it, like I, you just, you know, you just yeah. keep doing it. Yeah. I stay away from reality TV for now. I've been yeah. watching. Yeah. I, I've been going to um, different class or there's a lot out there. That's that really brings amazing content. Yeah. So how has your habits changed then? So before, you know, we used to go to the office, we used to go to, you know, right, see people. Have, how have you changed? Like, it looks like you're still dressing up. You look so cute. Uh, how have you half dress up? I'm in my pajama. You look amazing. You don't look like you're in pajamas. What? <laughs> you're in your pajamas? Yeah, normally I'm in pajamas. I only care half like app report but anyway um how do you do how do I do habits um I how has it changed well it's 
Well, it's actually more intense because now the kids are, I have more responsibility into like watching, making sure they're doing their homework, which one is already acting up, right? So in the morning, I get like a remote desktop or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've been really busy with a, what I would do is like, I would pack and ship in the morning for a skincare, quarantine skincare kit, which I have to send your candles. What? What's that? (laughs) Yeah. Your candles, your nest candles. Oh yeah. 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 Thank you. I would do in the morning, um, work business. And then my learning would be from 12 to two and then self-care in the evening. And then I don't have to think I would sit in the sauna or do walking and then meditation at night. And then, yeah, so I I spend my day like that. Is that also the same in the weekends? The days seem to be blurring for me. Yeah. I've, I've, I've noticed like Sunday is actually busy. I mean, we lost track of what day, right? Like, so I don't, see Sunday as just a regular Sunday. It's like every day. I know. Like what day is it? What have you been doing yourself? How do you handle it? You've been on live yesterday. No. Oh yeah. Cause of the book. I was really depressed for a long time. I'm Why? Like, because of the book, you know, like, you know, what happens is whenever you have these expectations, you know, like I had this expectation that I was going to do this big launch, you know, like it's going to, there was going to be food and drinks and entertainment, you know, like you have this thing in your mind and then I guess it's just expectations. And then, you know, so that was just my, my way of, you know, getting some content to people that could help them. But, uh, yeah. So are you waking up the same time or earlier? Earlier now. Really? Like what time? I'm normally, well, before coronavirus, I would stay, get up at nine, but now like seven o'clock. Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Rodney was laughing at me because I got up at 1050 AM one day. Right? He's just like shaking his head. He's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I have a question for you. How do you handle yourself? You're always out. You love creating events and you're so good at it. Like, Sometimes when we, it's amazing. Okay. So we're planning this event and then 30 minutes later, I will get your invite and invitation all in one. Do you have like 10 hands? <laughs> is, that, is that how you? That how yeah. You, I'm one of the Indian goddesses of like all those hands, you know, there's someone behind me. Yeah. No, I just love people. I don't know. I just really, I just love them. But, but you know how, how I think it's just been a little bit different. Like I really love to clean and like declutter like I didn't realize how much I love that and so now now that I'm you know sheltering at home like I'm just loving like I totally Marie Kondoed my whole my whole house you know everything is like you know in order I I think I told you I I renovated the garage so it's now like an office for my kids you know and so and I think I told you they they uh for spring break what you told me they were selling books on eBay right yeah, their their project was sell a product to a stranger. And wow. so I didn't tell them what to do. Like they basically figured it out. So I had a whole bunch of books that I was going to donate to Goodwill. And then within an hour of them listing the books on eBay, my daughter got like seven orders. So she's been really enjoying that. Wow. wow. Yeah. I know. I've been having a lot of fun. Oh, and then um, 
but because, you know, because I can't clean all the time, I actually bought this iRobot. Oh, yes. Yeah. So right now, oh, her name is Tiggy. And then she's... (laughs) How did you come up with that name? Tiggy? Because I wanted to name her Piggy, but the girls were like, that's not nice. So Tiggy, because she's like, you know, eating all the the stuff on the ground. So Tiggy, Tiggy. TV. Just like that model, Tiggy. Yeah, yeah. So, so well, I, I name her Tiggy. You have well, one too? Yeah. No, I have one, but I can't find the charger. So I've been cleaning myself, which I don't mind doing. Then it would give me more time like to do something else, not just typing because my hand's giving up on me. Yeah. Yes. And also, oh, good. Go ahead. And also what I've been really enjoying is that I've been able to also teach my daughters how to clean because, you know, usually we have a housekeeper or a nanny, you know, someone to always take care of them. And so now they're washing the dishes. They're taking out the dishes from this, like they're washing their clothes. They're cleaning their own bathroom, which thank goodness, because they would have never done that until they went to college. So thank goodness that they now have this opportunity to actually clean up. Like we did, you know, like I, you, were raised right. I was working <laughs> right? a lot. Yeah. To right. The point that I would cry because I don't have time to rest. Yeah. Tell tell everyone that story. But yeah, I started working at an early age, maybe seven. Yeah, oh. way younger than that. Maybe or maybe five. To early. Oh, I remember. I would go like by the ocean to collect sticks to to make fire for a rice. The fire. Yes, yes. I remember because I would see my neighbors doing, would be doing that collecting twigs, and then I would do that. I remember doing that myself. Yeah, you're but and like, you're five. About like that. Yeah. Like, you had a good mom. <laughs> yeah, tiger mom. Yeah, she actually teaches me how to cook rice at the age about five years. I I know how to cook rice at five. Really? Yes. When with, with your oh, finger. Yeah, you have to measure, to measure the, the water like this. This is where it's <laughs> and you have to make sure you rinse the rice so much. Like once it's clear water, then that's the time to cook the rice. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think that we were trained right because there was no other opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. And we were the slaves. Yeah. Although I mean, my brother was really hilarious because every single time there was something to do, he would say, "Oh, I need to go to the bathroom." He would go to the bathroom, and then I'd end up doing his work. You know, like. And now I notice Rodney's doing the same thing. I'm like, oh, hi. Uh, what? So, so they'll just stay there for so long so they could get away with the work, right? Yeah. Boy. I, I tried to do that, but my grandmother would yell at me. Oh, see? Because yeah. we're girls, maybe. I don't know. Girls, yeah. Or I'm the, I, I don't know why I'm the always the person that my aunt would ask me to walk two miles to buy salt or ginger. In the middle of the heat. Yes, it's me. And I think up to now, I'm still mad at that. She would make you do it out of all yeah. the people. Did you have shoes? Flip-flops. <laughs> Did you have slippers? Flip-flops. Yeah, yeah, flip-flops. But it's, it's so So no deep knee? No, no moped? No. It's, it's hot. Maybe, I don't know, not really that far, but the heat is just killing me. So that's why. Yeah. Was it heavy? To bring back? No, it's not. But the heat, it's just a yeah, hot Yeah, it's heat. very humid there. Like humid. And it's so humid. Yeah. That's why. When I mean, you want to be playing with your friends, you know, mm-hmm. or in the shade. 
Yes, I would love, or at least have an umbrella. I can't even, I don't even have an umbrella. Oh, see, this is what happens when you're an immigrant. That's why I think, what did they say in Hamilton play? Immigrants, we get the job done. <laughs> I, think, I think we were born four times like this. I think we're just used to like figure, we're very resourceful because we're used to not having a lot around us. Yeah. And, um, we just... I mean, no banks to to get money from, you know. Yeah. You have to figure it out, you know. You have to figure it out. Yeah, you have to figure it out. You have to work harder to get your job. I mean, you just have to. I feel like you you just have to work harder, way harder. Yeah. Yeah, especially females, minority, and stuff like that. I don't know. So, where do you think the trends are going to be? You know, like where do you think that we should be shifting our attention? If people are not going to be doing events, people aren't going to be spending luxury or retail. Well, is that I why you're going online? I think, uh, yeah, you still can do, you still can do events virtually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, um, I was one of the um, class about that. You still, I mean, I know one person that sold at least 200 grand for five days of content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you know what you're doing, you still can sell um, classes. Mm-hmm. Oh, even yeah. though there are great speakers who are offering stuff for free, like look at Vern. Vern Harnish is yeah. I think it has to be curated. Like the one um, I joined, I mean, it was so good. Like st- stuff that you can really do right now. Like what would you do? You know, what kind of business you should be involved in right now? How do you pivot? How do you buy businesses in this crisis, but doing it in the right way? Yeah. So um, then everyone's joining in that class. And yeah, I, I'm seeing some people are doing so well, even with Zoom Live and utilizing Facebook Live and groups. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Groups, I think, are, have been really huge, mm-hmm. you know. And it's so crazy. I heard that streaming live has been around since 2012. Is that really? Wow, Can that's... you believe that? I no. mean, but no, there's. I know. I was watching this other girl interviewing this other girl who she was like one of the first live streamers in 2012. I'm like, that's eight years ago. It just seems like it almost just came about like a couple years ago, but it's been a long time. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you think that live is the way to go? I think, yeah, I think you still can host a, um, a big event through Zoom or find something bigger than Zoom. And um, it's like the same as when you do host a big convention, you still could do it and then set them up into different groups where you need to have a lot of people working for you. Yeah. It can be done. I'm seeing it like it's doable. Yeah. And you're joining. I mean, you're signing up for these courses too. Yeah. They're they're like 2000, you know, 2000, 2000 attendees. No, no, uh, 2000 per dollars. Yeah. For like five days. Really? And they have like 750 attendees. So, so think about that's just that. one class. That's so uh, smart. Yeah. That is so smart. I mean, and is it like a virtual conference where you can actually meet other people or is it like a webinar? It's just like Zoom. You're just mm-hmm. in that Facebook group doing the speaker will be doing Facebook Live and you can ask questions there. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It can be done if you really know what you're doing. Yeah. And, um, 
yeah, if it's relatable and it's something that people wanted to learn at this point, absolutely. I think that it's definitely here to stay. And what's good about that strategy that you're moving towards media is that you can do this in the Philippines if you want to be in Europe when you're ready to travel, right? You can do this as long as you wake up in whatever time zone. And you and basically you're selling the product again and again and again, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, I've, I've been seeing a lot of um, people doing live selling in the Philippines. It's a big thing. It's like they're having their own QVC. I don't really? Know. Yes. I've been seeing it nonstop and they do watch party and selling live. I was like, that's amazing. They're so resourceful. I don't see that here in the no, U.S. Because like, they want it to be a little bit more produced probably. So what are they selling? Clothes? Different things. Some are selling, um, you know, food, like Costco item. And they're, they have like so much follower, like, okay, I'll take it. And then you do the shipping. It's amazing. Like you don't have to have a store. They're just doing live Facebook selling. Wow. And people are watching that people rather than watching reality that. TV. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I got to like watch one. I just wanted to see. We should have a watch party. You have, to, you have to watch it. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Why don't you do one and I'll watch you. <laughs> I'll watch you sell something. So like, yeah, everyone had, you know, imagine you have your own QVC. I was like, oh my God, can you imagine if you can do that here? Wow. So, so knowing like, like, those are, that's what's going to happen. What type of skills do you think that people are going to need right now to be able to succeed if everyone's going to be selling probably like speech, debate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think, I think if you're really knowledgeable about something and you know, you're like authority of that, why not like do it? Yeah. Yeah. You can't be shy, I guess. You can't be shy. Yeah. You can't be shy. Yeah. You're shy, but you're still doing it. You're pushing yourself. Forcing myself. Yeah. I'm, I'm forcing myself because this is, this is going to be the future. Yeah. 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 So what tools are you using um, now that uh, can help people? Like there's 17 million unemployed people now. Like what would you suggest to them? Like tools or tactics? What do you mean for to start your own business? So, yeah, or you know maybe, yeah. Yeah, no, that's gonna be hard, right? Because yeah, well, you have to really find your passion. What are you? What What do you stand for? What do you love to do? And then that makes it easier to sell mm-hmm. or do because that's something that you love. Yeah. Well, you've got a great story because, you know, a lot of times people will tell me like, well, I, I, if I just had $50,000 or if I had a hundred thousand dollars and I can make it. And I'm like, I started with a used computer and an $86 dust from Ikea. And you started like you were, tell, tell everyone this story. I love your story. Yes. I started with $20. So I was doing, um, product arbitrage through Amazon and, built a multi-million dollar doing that but that's gone because mm-hmm. not want to do it themselves but I was able to scale and open another businesses like spa and the resort through that yeah because mm-hmm. I know it's not gonna last um, yeah you knew it I, I yeah I know yeah, yeah I all the um the red flag and so I before even I'm allowing that to happen I already have plan b and c mm, yeah yeah, 
I know. Because I think right now, like, um, you know, these, everyone who's unemployed, they're probably really either in shock or, but I think it's a really great opportunity because I'm sure that a lot of them may not have been happy in their jobs, you know, so now take advantage of this time while you're getting unemployment, you know, to try something new, you know? Yeah. Or, or, you know, if something that's make it easier, if they're really good at doing makeup or something that they can have a follower, then hopefully they can build their audience and sell through that. I think right now what I'm doing is build a community and then figure out what I'm going to do with it. Yeah. Online courses. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, maybe a skincare tips or something. Yeah. I know your passion is really skin. Why is your passion skin? I grew up with eczema, so I know how that feels being insecure with your own skin. So that's why I really care about skin and I want to help people how to feel good about themselves and their skin. Yeah. Well, similar to Daisy too, you know, she says her business is doing pretty good because yeah. of, um, she said she's up like incredibly because I think people want to be able to take care of something, you know? Yeah. I think people has money and they have, um, they really have money to spend so they can buy skincare. They're at home. Yeah. Have you been shopping online yourself? Have I been shopping? Not really. Uh, have you? No. <laughs> no. I'm trying to like hold my cash and because yeah. we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, that's true. Like I just, um, and plus you, you realize like you have so much. I'm, uh, the one thing that I've been doing is realizing that I bought all this stuff, but I've never done anything with it. Like I used to uh, take a lot of call- calligraphy classes, you mm-hmm. know, and I have so much calligraphy stuff. And so finally I'm going back to doing calligraphy and um, you just don't realize. And like I had bought an echo dot you know, like a year ago and I never set oh. that up. So I'm just realizing like I have so much stuff that I haven't even played with. So. So is that, did you discover that from your garage while cleaning your garage? Yeah. When I was, I was like, okay, well, and this is brand new. I haven't even opened this package. And you realize like I've bought a lot of stuff that probably can sustain me for like the next year. Yeah. Well, our garage is full because A, um, we invest in a a property in Temecula for Airbnb. And then that, you know, they changed the law. So now we have you know, a lot of stuff from a four bedroom house in two garages. Like I have living room stuff. I mean, like, oh my God, it's overwhelming. And so now I'm thinking maybe I'm going to start some like rental property in Joshua Tree yeah. or like, cause I have a big land there. I'll put it in there, but uh, now we can't even do that. I mean, I still can do because that's essential part essential, but do something like that. I could empty. Yeah. It. Or you could like start staging homes, you know? I would love to do that, but that's yeah. like, but that sounds like a lot of work. I think right now at this point, I will stay away from being operator. Yeah. My goal is to just buy, I buy a business and exit and buy mm-hmm. and an exit. I don't want to do the day to day, the day to day. I'll yeah. stay away from that. Yeah. Well, you already had the experience like me too. Like it it was always a fantasy to like have a retail store, you know, like when people think on the outside or like, even with me, like with my purse hook, 
you always think like, oh yeah, if I had a product, I have a service business, I'll do a product. Oh, I have a product now, I want to do retail business. And then you realize that how much work, all of it is a lot of work, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so you're going to sell, so you're going to sell your media company. That's the plan. Yes. If someone, uh, yes, if someone, if I, if I have a good offer, why not? But yeah. I need to build it first. Yeah. But that's going to be my, my um, goal this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's either here. I think it's easier for me to acquire groups and buy um, a lot of that assets in the Philippines because we have business there. Then it's easy to um, promote a different brand or whatever that may be. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's really great because your focus is going to be the Philippines and then go beyond after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's, I know. it's cheaper for me to do a test. It doesn't cost me as much as here. So I heard that Facebook is like offering like $800 million worth of like, you know, help for businesses. Isn't that for ads? Are you going to be utilizing any of that? Have you heard of that? No, I'm, no. Yeah. If you do like, I think Facebook was planning to do that and that they were offering ads for people. That's what I heard. Maybe we can look into that. Oh, I can look into that. Yeah. I did sign up for Sarah Blakely. Did you interview her? No, I really want to. Do you have any connections? I know someone that knows the husband. I know. I got introduced to Jocko. T- yeah. yeah. But nothing ever happened. I know. Well, oh, because out in Instagram or LinkedIn. I know. Um, I got the masterclass uh-huh. uh, membership. Mm-hmm. Um, someone gave it to me for free and, uh, I'm going to watch her class. She's uh-huh. such an inspiration. Sarah Blakely is also an EO with us. So she's well, so inspirational. Yeah. She's the reason why I joined EO. Really? Yes. Yes. Because she's- in her ink article, she mentioned EO. Oh yes. Like the, she really talked about how that helped her as a business owner and scale her business and think way differently. And that's, what sold me because of her and because she was a female mm-hmm. and a badass she's so good it's amazing yeah she's so so good i know i think that it's so great that you're doing this for female entrepreneurs because i think that they need to see more people that look like us you know filipinas or minorities or you know women so thank you so much for being such an inspiration to everyone well i got that from you you opened that door because every time I hang out with you, I would ask you, so what's your goal? You said, well, I just want to help 1 million women. And so I hear that over and over again, like, why not do it? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that this is a really great opportunity to do that. I mean, considering that Daisy, Daisy told me that she's had 75 million people watch her videos. I know. Right. And that's crazy. So a million is, you know, I think it's doable. Yeah, it's doable. So how did you come up with that? What is, why is that, that was your goal? Which? Helping one million. A million women. Um, Well, I went to the Entrepreneurial's Master's Program at MIT. Are you planning to do that? One One of the days. I think you're. Because you did Harvard, right? I did Harvard, yes. Yeah. And then, so what they talked about there was, okay, so here you are, you have your business. Well, you know, 
why are you doing it? Um, and then so I was saying like, oh, because I want to leave a legacy, you know, for my family. And then they challenged us to figure out how to live your legacy, like do it right now, you know? And so for me, I thought, what, why do I want to help women? I think that women are so amazing. They are creative. They're intuitive. They have um, so many great ideas because they're the ones who are mostly doing the caretaking. They're the ones who are the major purchasers for the household. And if you're the major purchaser and you don't talk to a woman, you know, I mean, that's why Sarah Blakely was so successful because she was able to, you know, come up with comfortable hosiery that also made you look good. You know, yeah, yeah. so before, like, right. You, I mean, you remember that they were just using mannequins, you know, yeah, like, yeah. so they didn't know like how to work with a, a, a real human, you know, woman's body. So, and I also do th- believe that women will give back not only to their community, but they're also to their kids. And I think that if more women were in power, then things that are very horrific, like, sex trafficking, child sex trafficking, I think would be gone because we would have eyes and ears, you know, on everything, on the systems, because you'll see like if you you stop one channel, right, they do a lot of sex trafficking in in the Philippines, right? The biggest sex trafficking ring is around Disneyland, right? Right where kids are. It's terrible. But you know what they do instead of taking them on planes now? They take them on boats. And so who allows that? Not women. Like why, you know, women, that would be the last thing women would want to do is to like subject children to this type of horrific crime. So I think the world would be a better place if there were just more people, you know, and it was balanced, you know, Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, and I also do not, not like men, you know, like, you know, Dan is great, your husband and Rodney's great, but like, I think that we just need to show up more. Like, why is it that there's 15 million men that have small businesses and only 12 million women that have small businesses, 3 million gap. Can you imagine if we had those 3 million women also participating in the game, coming, you know, sharing their ideas. And also I I really do think that the more that, you know, men see, you know, women, you know, succeeding, Mm -hmm. they'll also give more money or help support that, you know, so yeah. that's it. That's, uh, yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, I feel like um, I get that a lot. Like, I think this is way more pronounced. I don't, I'm not really sensitive into a lot of things, but I remember one of our trip, we were in Spain, um, me and Dan, and we were in a hotel and we check in together, but the female offered him a bubbly and I didn't get any water and I got so upset. I think I cried. I cried because I feel like she's not willing to talk to me and I was get pissed because I even paid for this hotel. Yeah. It's <laughs> my money, you know? Yeah. It's so my business. I yeah. was so mad. Like, I don't know. It was very clear. I'm not very sensitive. I'm okay with it. I'm used to it. But for, at that moment, I was so pissed. Like, why do I have to prove myself? You so know. you were checking into a hotel we're in Switzerland. We checking a hotel together. Very nice. I saw the photos. Really? Yeah. 
It was a very nice hotel in, uh -huh. in, in Barcelona. It was a five-star hotel, and we were there standing, and the front desk offered Dean a champagne, and she didn't even offer me a water. What did she think you were the assistant maybe, or something? Yeah, maybe an assistant, yes. So I was so upset, and I, I think I got, like you said, I'm not very sensitive about those, but, like, that really pisses me off. So did you ask for champagne? No, I didn't even. Did you take Dan's? <laughs> no, I think I, I You're just like, oh. I just, I just, yeah, I said, I'm just going to stay here one night and not come back. Yeah. 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 It's very obvious like that. It's not okay. No, it's not yeah, okay. I even treat my staff, even the housekeeping, I treat them like they're my CEO. Yeah. That's how I live my life. Like I, that's how I. I operate every day, so it's really not, it's not cool when someone do that. Yeah, I think that's why the Filipino what is it, Women's Network nominated you to be like one of the top Filipinas in the world. I think that they wanted to try to change the perception of Filipinas outside of the Philippines because they're usually people who are like domestic workers, you know, so um you're right. Like when I was at, I would, I would attend a lot of EO events and then people always thought I was staff or, you know, when I would, you know, I'm sure that this happens to you too, when you go to an EO event and they're expecting your husband to be the business owner rather than yeah. you. So all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Really? Yeah. See? So, I mean, I think they were making headway, you know, and I think that's the reason why I also, you know, wrote this book, you know, to help women, you know, understand who they are, you know, and, and I think that sometimes, you know, women think that they need some type of permission or I think that, you know, what is different with women is like, they really want to know everything before they proceed because they're so diligent. And so like you, you know, you want to be able to learn rather than just like jumping in head first, you know, because it's the logical and most practical thing to do. And so I think it's, yeah, I think women are amazing. Like you. Yeah. Yeah. So Kalika, I have a question. How did you come up with this book? What was the story behind the little brand book? Oh yeah. So going back to my um, helping a million women, I was thinking, well, how am I going to do that? I'm only one person. And so because I own a branding agency, I own two uh, Citrus Studios, which um, has been around since 1999. And then Orange and Bergamot, which is a creative agency for female founders. And and whenever we brand someone, we always uh, try to come up with their brand archetype. Mm -hmm. And so usually when you work with a branding agency, I think the minimum, you know, the minimum we charge was like $30,000 to help with someone's brand. And so I thought to myself, well, it, what if I created a framework for women so that they can understand who they are and uh, they also understand how other brands work? Because uh, an archetype is basically a hypothetical persona that's universally accepted. Mm. So you, once you understand that you are a brilliant brand or the maven, who's someone who's a teacher, um, who wants to you know, sp spread uh, great knowledge, or if you're the charismatic brand, you know, that's someone like Ellen De DeGeneres, who is uh, you know, always the life of the party. I think you can make decisions about your life mm. that way. Um, when I started, um, you know, 
in, in the internet a long time ago, um, 1996, I started teaching uh, internet classes and how to, you know, how to use the internet, how to, how to make websites, because my grandmother always told me, um, and my mom, they're both teachers, if you want to learn something fast, teach it. And so I've been teaching for a long time. So that's why my archetype, you know, in the book is both a leader and a maven. Maven is someone who teaches. And I didn't consciously know that. Like, I just, I just do it. You know, I, I just did it. But if I had consciously known that, oh yeah, okay. Like I'm more of a teacher, uh, then I probably would have had more focused strategy in doing more, let's say online courses, you know, because I think a lot of times the things that are so close to us are hidden from us. Have you ever done that Jahari window in, in EO? I think so. Yeah. Open window, the closed window, the, you know, the blind window, the unknown window. So that's a concept where everyone else knows that you're good at it, but you don't. And so if you don't know, then how are you going to pursue? So, so that's how it came up because I really want to be able to help women. And I think content wise, this will really help them understand who they are and also understand other people in the room as well too. So when someone comes in, I understand the archetype. I know how to not influence, but I I understand them a lot more. So like if a brilliant brand, brilliant archetype walks in, someone who's logical, factual, someone who's all about the numbers, then, you know, I won't be sending them emoticons, you know, like I won't be sending them memes or gifts, you know, cause they, you know, data. they don't care about that. They just want the stats. They just want the data and you know, you can not influence, but you can influence people that what, way. Who's, uh, what companies is that? Like, can you give a, give me an example of a company that's that category? Like a brilliant brand? A brilliant brand. Harvard. Harvard. What about Coca-Cola? They're more like the um, BFF. Oh, yeah, they're BFF. Yeah, they want to be there for you. They want to make the world a, a great place. Probably a BFF plus idealist brand. You know, they're very optimistic, but not to the point where, you know, people think that you're naive, you know, so I would say the the BFF brand is like the the loyal, the trusted brand, like Nordstrom's, you know, like, you know, someone who you always rely on. Yeah. Wow. What about Apple? Probably original Rebel. Rebel. Uh, Steve Jobs, you know, th- thought outside of the box, but... I think that's the reason why this book is really interesting because there's not only 12 archetypes, there's 144 archetypes in there. And I believe that people sometimes don't cleanly fit in one. Mm -hmm. So Apple is a very, very original brand, but it's also rebellious in the way that he wanted to do, you know, his, his main motto was think different and you have to have balls to be able to do that, you know, to think differently and not want to, um, Sometimes there are people who don't want to make waves, you know, and he's willing to do that. So, yeah. What about, um, what really brand that stands you, that stands out, that has this all over category of like, or like you can, like they have like maybe four or five part of this archetype. Like what brand is like, 
not sure if you understand my question. Like mm-hmm. what? Okay. So I know you can be like a BFF and mm-hmm. idealist or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, what brand that has like Uber, what, what archetype are they? For Uber? For Uber. Um, probably, I mean, it's a very innovative brand. Uh, you know, they're the ones who also um, thought differently. I mean, like they completely unhinged the, the, you know, the way we drive. Um, so usually people who are like that are people, it, it, we call them like the heroes, the, 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 um, the heroine, but they, they do it for like a, a good purpose. Um, even though I know that there's like some drama with Uber, but I would probably call them like the hero, the heroine brand, you know, they're, they're willing to, to try something different, um, for the good of other people. Yeah. Oh, I want you to interview that lady, um, Francis Fry. I think I have her email. She was that lady. She's really someone. Oh, I love her. I have her email address. She's the one at Harvard, right? Yes, she was the one that fired the Uber CEO and changed the culture. I love yeah. her. Like, she's like, don't care. Just get in there. Did you, did you interview her yet? No, I, I was just telling Dan, like, I, I need to look for her email. I know I have her email somewhere. Yeah. You should interview you know her. You know who's also connected with her? Um, Susan Endline from the EO oh, Brooklyn yeah. chapter. She's an yes. Well, because she was in the Harvard residential program there. You know, she went to Harvard. And uh, so she's part of their uh, residential, entrepreneur in residence program at Harvard. But she, I know that she's, she's very connected with, with Francis. And probably Brian Brault, too, my, my EMP facilitator. He was also the global chairman like two years ago. Remember Brian Brault? He's so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Have you interviewed Boo Boo yet? I actually uh contacted her i think she's so super busy this time but i'm sure she will pretty soon oh, julie julie yes i've been telling her i actually have one filipina tomorrow she's anna marie pastrana okay so this is oh i love her isn't that the one um cat the yes the, the, yes. the fairy the fairy yeah very um, fast very fast. quick what fast Fast cat, fast cat. Yeah. So I yeah. used her, her service when I was in college because I would yeah. be so bored and I would go to a different city and I would take, I use fast cat. So that's why I'm so interested um, knowing her story because I grew up with her um, company. She has the most beautiful home. I went and I stayed with her. Really? Um, not stay with her. I mean, she like had masseuses coming over to the house and I think I had like a three hour massage. Like it was just like crazy. Yeah. I had dinner with them. We have such a talented family that, that, um, their, their kids are so beautiful and we're playing guitar and piano. Like, yeah. And then they showed me the church that they basically built, which is right across the street. You should have her give you like a behind the scenes tour of her house. Her house looks like it belongs here in the U.S., like in Cupertino or like Silicon Valley. Somewhere. It's gorgeous. Wow. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to, to get to know her and her story. And um, yeah, she sounds like a very nice person. And I'm 
we met her in Macau. She was there. That's yeah. 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 And then she knows um that guy who sings for Journey. What was his name? Oh yeah. What's his name? Yeah, the guy. <laughs> you should have him perform. Yeah. We're, yeah, I think they were very close. Um another thing too, this EO from Cebu, um, Edward on Let Go. Um, he's so accommodating. So every time I will be in Cebu, I will text him, hey, and he would text me, are you here? I'll send you a driver. And he would send me a driver in the airport to pick me up every, like use it for a day. And then I stayed in their house. They welcomed me in their house. Like people are so generous. I so amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was they, he the one who owns Honda? All the Honda dealerships? Yeah. Is that him? Bring Hyundai and then the Mercedes. I think he okay. owns the dealership. Yeah. And then Julie too. She uh, opened her hotel for me and I stayed there. So people are so generous. And that's why I just want to serve and, and um, be a service to other people as well. Anything that I can do for EO because they're so generous. Yeah. Are you still part of YEC? I haven't been involved in a mm-hmm. while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I still have a lot of friends from there. Yeah. I think EO is a really great tribe, like especially now. Cause I think it was so funny. One of my farm mates was like, Oh, you know, she was going to give EO like a five because, you know, she wasn't going to any of the events and then COVID hit. And she was just like, this is my lifeline. You can see how everyone just came together just because of, you know, our entrepreneurial, you know, support group, you know, it's like yeah. AA for entrepreneurs because <laughs> yeah. we're all suffering at the same time, you know, it's so crazy. But then we're also being positive, you know, like we're not down in the dumps. I was down for quite a while, like a week, but you know, now you're it's getting encouraging. Back. Yeah. Yeah. To see everyone. Yeah. Look at you. Like, I love your background. <laughs> I love your flowers. I love your crystal. I know, I have my crystal. I'm, like, talking through Zalia. And have you heard from her? I've been texting her. I've been trying to get her to do some type of meditation podcast or something. But she um, she doesn't have Skype, so she said she's going to download Skype. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I wasn't really into um, spiritual thing until Zalia was being introduced to us. Yeah. Remember that time we were in Napa? That was it. Like that was, I just thought that that was the best, the women of EO event where we met her. Yeah. So good. I don't really believe in those things, but she actually is very good. I was surprised. Yeah. Well, she's definitely helped. I think a lot of people, you know, not believe all the thoughts that happen and things like that. Yeah. She's really good. Yeah. 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 So, um, what are you going to be doing the next few days? Hmm. I don't know. Oh, maybe masterclass. Oh, I want to take some classes too. Yeah. I've been doing the Anne Winter, you know, the, the editor of Vogue and Condé Nast. I've been taking her class. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that on Facebook. They're selling a lot of um, classes. Is that expensive? No. Well, I got it as a gift because it's buy one, get one free or something. So someone gave it to me as a gift. So if you buy one, you can offer it to some, maybe you can, Market that to one of your Facebook group people. Yeah. I mean, when I get to 10,000 followers, I'm going to give away 
It's expensive. No, I think it's very cheap, like a hundred something, a hundred something. And there's like the most amazing speakers. Oh, really? Wow. So it's true Zoom then, a true live Facebook? No, they have their own online learning management system. Wow. 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 Yeah. Wow. Well, I had so much fun. Mm, So good. Thank you for letting me interview you. (laughs) I know that this is a chat. It's a nice chat. I thought I'm going to interview you. And no, thank you, because everyone's always, you're always interviewing everyone else. Now everyone has to know your story. You're so amazing. No, you're amazing. I mean, thank you for being a sister. You're like a sister to me. You're more than- You're a sister to me, too. Yeah, so We're always texting each other. Yeah, and you've helped me a lot. You've opened your door. You've helped me connect to your connection to your friends, and you've helped me a lot. I mean, I normally would hide in a corner, but really push me to be out there. So thank you. Yeah, no, I I think that people need to see more of you, you know, like you've got a great, fantastic story. Uh, So inspirational, especially, especially for Filipinas, you know, and uh, I will always be your cheerleader and have your back. Just like you did for me. Like when I needed help for the waxing company, you were there, like you flew to Hawaii. I had so much fun though, staying with your family in the hotel. I had so much fun. So fun, right? Eating all the macadamia what? The yoni, the yoni steam. The yoni steam, the vag steam. We discovered that together. Yeah. But because of you, you know, you were like, let's try it, you know. That's so much fun. And it's, it's nice knowing your family. You have such a great family. Your kids, your husband is adorable. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and you. yours too, like when I went to the Philippines to see your family. And oh. so sorry to hear about your, your cousin. I know. Yeah. Well, let me know. I can donate or whatever to, to help him. You already helped in the beginning. so. But um, I really appreciate your um, your friendship before. And you're just so generous to a lot of people. And anything that I can do to support you, I'll do it. You too. Thank you. Thanks Bye. for everything. Bye. Tell Dan I said hi. And your kids too. I will. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And visit katehancock.com so you don't miss out on the next episode.